I'm Elia Habur for the Beirut Banyan. It's 9.30 p.m. on a Saturday night. I'm walking out of Martyr Square and I find a young lady with big eyeglasses sitting on the stairs, replying to text messages and busy with her phone. I come closer to see what she's up to. If you could please tell me your name, age and profession. Okay, my name is Naila Jaja. I'm 35 years old and I'm a lawyer. From our previous conversation, you indicated that you've had a long day. You already had a long day somewhere else trying to be active in spreading awareness, especially when people are hungry for this information. Especially What? because some of the people are a bit down. They are a bit frustrated. They, know, they don't know what's going to happen next. They feel that the streets are getting empty, that the, the sehat are getting empty. So we really need to, on a personal level, yes, I mean, like, in right now, why are you here sitting on these stairs and not home, just relaxing after a full day? I want to feel what's happening. I, I need to be on the streets. I need to be in these spaces. Uh, I passed because uh, some, some of my friends are actually cooking, cooking for the volunteers, so I passed to say hi. And uh, now I was just looking at my WhatsApp to make sure that I captured all the information. We are relaying all the calls for protests tomorrow. I was trying to map because uh, a friend of mine is in media and she wants to know exactly where there are going to be protests tomorrow in the different regions in Lebanon. So I'm trying within my network to make sure that we identify all the regions because this is one of the most important achievements of the protests, the regions. I mean, this is where the revolutions is happening. It's not only in the center, it's not only in the capital. So we need to make sure that these people who are who are in the region under a lot of pressure, much more pressure than here, because you have the presence of the political parties and the conservative parties, they need to feel that they are very well supported. So this is what I, what I was trying to do right now, is to talk to people in different regions to make sure that they either gonna move to the, tomorrow, they have a space to meet, or at least they can come and join uh, the protests here in Beirut in case, and if, for example, I just realized that Zoo, uh, Jbeil and Jaladi, because they are unable to organize something there, they are organizing themselves to come to Beirut. Uh, on the other hand, Batroun will join the other protesters in, in, in Tripoli. I want to finish my homework before, <laughs> before going to bed. <laughs> I'm very happy that you brought up the idea of communication and it being part of homework, part of duty. Because one of the questions I wanted to ask you is how do you communicate and how do you make sure that the news you're getting is uh, genuine? Uh, especially knowing how prevalent um, fake news is. Triangulate, triangulation of, of uh, sources. Well, because of, of the, our engagement, and not only today, I've been active in this political sphere for the past 10 years. So we have people, uh, we, we have a good network. And every time, every time I receive a news, I make sure to double check it with two or three other people or to look at least to another feed news or just to make, to, we triangulate the sources. So from people you know, from uh, different uh, sources of information, whether media, traditional media or newspapers, etc. And we mainly communicate via WhatsApp. I'm on different WhatsApp groups. So, and, and actually it's a good thing because uh, you're able to even correct some of, the, some of the information on the other groups. And this has been proven extremely, extremely useful.
trying to organize ourselves. You know, you have focal points, for example. We know for a fact that X, Y, Z are mainly uh, are mainly coordinating logistics on the ground. So we make sure that we ask them before organizing any activity. We manage to ask from the different seha uh, and from the different groups to have each nominate a focal point to make sure that we are coordinating our activities. Uh, so we created what we call a relay filter and then relay. So we filter the information first and then we relay it to our broadcast list. So these are ad hoc mechanisms that slowly are being put in place to make sure that we are working in an efficient way. Okay, and um, let's turn the things around and say something happens in front of you and you'd like to share the news, whether it's aggression or something. I was here when... Uh, when uh, when, Hez when Hezbollah and Amal came and they destroyed all our tents, I was like a couple of meters away from the guys and I took everything, uh, I, I, I took a video of everything. And we sent mainly voice notes because we don't have the time to, uh, to write. Now my last question would be about um, hope. And that would be if you were to look back at this moment in our history one year from now. So looking back, what do you think people will remember about it or what do you hope they remember about it? I feel that it's for the first time, at least for my generation, we had this opportunity to write our history. We are writing our history. It's the first time. I'm 35 years old. I hear so many stories, and but I feel that this is the first time I'm actively participating in writing a new chapter for Lebanon. So for me, I'm blessed to be here and, and, and to be active, active and to be part of this. Yesterday I was in Tripoli, I just came back from Jaladib. I mean, I've, I would have never even thought of visiting these places, uh, you know, unless you have something very specific to, to do there. Jaladib, I really, I didn't have any, 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 any reason to go there. Today, a bunch of, you know, students, university students and activists um, they wanted to have some kind of debate around the constitution. So I went there and we sat on the sidewalk, we did a circle and we had this wonderful debate. Uh, you had people talking about how they were affiliated to one of the political parties and how this revolution actually made him reconsider. And now he's working on the ground with other people. So I feel what, what happened is historical. I'm not delusional, I'm not naive, I'm not idealistic. I've been working in, on human rights issues for the past 10 years, so I know how much our country, how much work we have to do. But what I witnessed over the past two weeks is, is historical. I mean, there is no way to go back. Something happened, something bro was broken, and now the challenge is how to use this opportunity to build something new. I'm going into Riyadh Salah. It's been a rainy day. Not many people are around. Many paintings on my left are representations of bulls. And the guy who's drawing them is there, chain smoking his way into his artistic creation. And I decide to talk to him. Okay. I'm going to be serious. I'm not a serious person. Okay, you don't have to be anything that you're not. Just no. Um, let's start with some basics. If you can please give me your name and your age and your profession. Why the age? Uh, and and uh, <laughs> you're not gonna be editing later, no? But I will. Okay, I believe it like that. It would be more impulsive. Okay, my name is Salim Awad and I'm 47. My profession, I do two things. 
I'm an expert on human rights, genocide, and dealing with the past, the violent past. I'm also a painter since four or five years ago, and my painting is only related to political activism and human rights. Okay, so Salim, uh, even though it might be an obvious question, but please articulate why are you here today? Actually, it's a long story. Uh, I'm very skeptical. I was always very skeptical about demonstration. I never participated in any demonstration in Lebanon. I worked for more than 20 years in civil society on democracy, civil marriage, civil state and everything. Used to run an NGO here in Lebanon. Five years ago when I started drawing after I came back from Africa where I lived for six years working on genocide, I started painting and I painted the bull inspired by many revolutions, Burkina Faso, Uh, the Arab Spring and the bull was resigned and castrated and you know like down you know so and I kept on I, I always paint the bull it's my mantra in a way my motto but four years ago a young guy passed by you know and he asked me why the bull why castrated so we had a discussion about Lebanon resignation and the Arab world so three days after the revolution I was doing small sketches of the bull and sending them on Instagram But then he sent me a message and he said, a beautiful text message, made me, seriously, it made me cry. He said, Salim, your bull woke up, he's on the street, where are you? And I cried, I cried for like one hour and I said, fuck it, I'm, I'm going down, you know. But I don't come to manifest and demonstrate, I come to manifest messages through art and then I go back home. I don't go and sour out. I'm guessing one of the paintings here, at least, is yours, is one of uh, one of the works? Yeah. Mm, mostly all of them. Okay. And yeah. how, how long does it take you? Do you usually work in day, at night? Uh, no, I work all day long, and, and this is a nice question because it gives us the chance also to talk about the beauty of the human dynamic also. Uh, usually, uh, me, a painting like that, it takes an hour, an hour and a half, but now it's taking like, you know, six, seven hours because people are talking, people are asking, why the bull? Uh, and people, when they look at the bull, they think it's the politician. And I say, it is the politician, but it is us also, because we're responsible about our demise, we're responsible about our corruption. And we need to let our humane bull in us revolt, not our animalistic one. I, I like this dichotomy, this parallelism between the two nature of the bull and how people are reading it. So people sometimes get offended when they see that they're represented by a bull. Some other people, they say, This is an amazing representation because we are Bajam, we are like animals and, you know. And then little by little, you know, we started, when people started asking, so we started to open the debate a little bit more and talk to people. Again, when I work all day long, it was amazing before the resignation of the cabinet, because the, the plaza was full. Uh, when it used to get dark, I never stopped working because I always had like five, six, ten phones lighting the wall and people saying, keep on painting, we light it up for you. It was amazing. It's an amazing dynamic. And did that change after the cabinet resigned? Oh yeah, after the cabinet resigned, the streets are nearly deserted. I don't know if it's a strategy now, I'm hearing that tomorrow there will be a big uh, demonstration because I'm not involved you know, with my colleagues who are all of them, my friends and colleagues by Ruth Madinati, and I'm not involved in what's happening, you know. I'm more involved, you know, through art, passing the message of confessionalism against confessionalism. But no, uh, there are less and less people, you know. And another thing which is beautiful also, sometimes you've heard the guy saying the sandwich is there, you know. I don't know them, I don't know their names, you know. I've met with them half an hour ago. 
Uh, I'm always having coffee, I'm always having water. Even people are helping me you know, when I need things. It's a beautiful dynamic that we need to preserve. And that's why I'm saying we're not in a revolution yet. We are in a revolt. Uh, but the dynamic on the street is beautiful because people are opening to each other. The space is being opened. The world is being opened. Even the, the graffiti, which some people think it's of bad style, it's amazing. Many of the graffitis also have nothing to do with the revolution, but it's nice because it's the personal revolution of a person to go on the street. I had many people saying, I want to paint. I used to say, take a brush, start painting. I don't know how to paint, do it. It's the time to do everything. Because this also could be, for me, it was a personal revolt against my withdrawal from the public domain. And for me, you know, I, some people broke the barrier of fear. I wasn't afraid. I was more, you know, uh, bitter. Uh, I broke the barrier of bitterness. I broke the barrier of uh, withdrawal from society. And I've been on the streets since day three. And um, since day three, let's kind of also uh, examine any changes that you've noticed besides the numbers dwindling down uh, about your interactions with people. Some describe even different interactions during the morning hours versus afternoon at night. Um, do you have any uh, specific changes that you've noticed? need more than 10 minutes because it's a subject that I'm writing about. The whole movement, the popular movement, for me it's the revolt. For other people it's the revolution. It's very diverse. Even during the hot time, the plaza of Riyadh Salah is so different from the plaza of Martyr Square. Riyadh Salah, and that's why I'm drawing here because I, I appreciate these people, I appreciate their attitude. It doesn't mean that I doesn't appreciate the other attitude, but it's more telling to me, it's more... Regardless of what they're asking for, they have a clear political agenda. I mean, they're always talking about Berri, they want him down, and then they cheer for Nabati and they cheer for Sur and for Saida. This is not Nabati and, and Sur, this is symbolic for Berri, you know? But they do it, you know, with like veracity. So the tone is higher. Uh, whereas, you know, at Martyr Square, you know, which is 400 meters away, you have more progressive people. People are dancing, they're rapping, they're also having slogans and everything. But it's a different dynamic, which is beautiful. If, if you go to Tripoli, for example, the dynamic is different. You know, they are revolting against, you know, a specific uh, thing. They called it, you know, the bride of the revolution. There is a big variety of movement and variety of dynamic that changes you know also during the day and during the days along the days if i take one day before the resignation the noon and the evening they looked a little bit alike because everybody was on the street uh, but then you know when people started to get tired also we have to admit you know when people started to feel threatened economically because they need to go to work i did another sketch two bulls facing each other uh, one is saying please open the road i want to get to work another one saying sorry it's a revolution road is blocked and underneath i wrote revolution is freedom let him pass and you continue i'm saying that you know to explain something people comes more come more in the evening because they have more free time people have life work and everything after the resignation it's kind of flat you know and since we mentioned the resignation how do you feel about that, like itself as a move from the government? And what do you expect next? Political analysis. I guess it was very smart from uh, Hariri to resign. It's, in French we say, uh, une arme à double tranchante. It's a double-sworded edge. For the movement, for the people, for us, I don't want to say all the people, us, for me less, it was a victory. 
uh, and it's legitimate to feel like that. Uh, for him, it was also a victory because I've noticed people in the square saying, good on him, he did well, he saved himself, he's been the victim of these people. At least now he managed to keep his legacy for later, you know. He spared the country, you know, uh, a civil war and everything. I guess it was very smart from him because, you know, he complicated matters more. And he managed to win a little bit to resuscitate, like, you know, as if, you know, you're in a hospital, in an emergency, some of his supporters because he was losing ground, you know, and he was losing ground more than Michel Aoun and he was losing ground more than any other political party because he's vulnerable, you know, in a way. So I guess it's, it's a political dynamic. Both the movement and the, the state, and in the state you have different allies and different blocks. Everybody is testing each other because it's not clear yet where it's going on a political level. And this testing was obvious through many manifestations. Like last Friday, some people said that they belong to Hezbollah. I don't know if they were sent by Hezbollah went to the square Riyadh Salah from the Esqua. At 3.45, Hassan Nasrallah was meant to speak at 4. They, they were barbarian. I was there, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, with a magic baton, at 4 they withdrew because Hassan Nasrallah said, we don't want you to be on the street. So I guess he was sending a message. You know, when I want to send people, I can withdraw them and I can send them. So it's a political message saying I can control the streets. Three days ago, before the resignation, hours, one hour before the resignation, we learned later that the Minister of Finance was visiting Hariri because Birri was trying to convince Hariri all day long not to resign. And then the last meeting was, you know, one hour before the resignation, all of a sudden Amal invaded the, the squares and they burned everything. That was also a message. So everybody is testing. They're testing each other. And that also has a huge impact on the street dynamic. Because these two invasions, they scared many people. Many others, you know, are still solid, but let's admit it, people are, are vulnerable and they get scared, yeah. Okay, and since we're talking about message sending, why are you still here? You said you were sending messages through your art, but yeah. you also acknowledged that many messages are being sent through violence. Why are you still here? Well, I mean, no, but I mean, let, let me stand corrected or let me correct you. Uh, when I spoke about the uh, violent messaging, it's the state, the political elite and the establishment. Oh. Because, you know, we don't want that, you know, we want to show other people, you know, I'm, 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 the, I'm one of the lucky because I'm an activist uh, and I know how to deal with it, you know. But for me, it's important now, even after the resignation, even when people left the street, to keep a presence on the street. And I have work and I stopped many workshops with international organization and everything. Because now is the moment when the street goes down, we need to boost it up. You know, we need to show people that, you know, if you come and intimidate me, you know, and I, <laughs> I did a funny drawing, I'll show it to you. When they invaded us, you know, I was holding my brush and he said to me, uh, take the stick out of your hand. I said, it's not a stick, it's a brush. He said, I want to stick it up your mom's uh, sex. I said, OK. And then uh, he said, you're drawing for the Saura, for the revolution. I said, yeah. And then he beat me on my leg twice. And then he, he went on. When I came back, I found, you know, that my bicycle was stolen, my kit, drawing kit was stolen, my bag was stolen, and the ladder. So I, I did a sketch, a bull, you know, running with the bicycle and bulls chasing him. And I said, uh, bring us back our stolen money and don't forget the bicycle. So 
in moments like that, even if there is violence, you know, you need to face it also with a bit of humor. And uh, and it, it was amazing because, you know, like, I mean, walking on the street, because the television filmed it, I walk on the street, I don't know people, they say, did you get the bicycle? So you, you create this anecdote. Last question would be, if you're looking at this a year from now, looking back at this moment in our history, what do you think people will remember or what do you hope they will remember? If it works, I think people, you know, they don't have to remember anything because, you know, they will be celebrating everything. If it doesn't work, people will remember that they had a chance and they lost it. And many people are saying this is our last chance. I also made another sketch. This is not our last chance. This is our first chance towards, you know, a secular state and a civil revolution. Thank you. Thank you, Salim. I really appreciate your time. You're amazing. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you. And I really like your questions. Elia Haber, signing off from Martyr Square for the Beirut Banyan.